Marguerite, Margaret Doreen Walker was born Doreen Mabel Robertson on March 2nd, 1935 in Moffa King, Manitoba, Canada. I got that right, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> you, 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 cool. All right. Anyways, she had a, yo a younger sister, Irene, and a younger brother, Peter. She lost her father when she was six and her brother, Peter, the next year. Her mother, Della, moved to them to Portage La Prairie, Manitoba, remarried and had two more children, Charlie Brown and Patsy Barker. Margaret left home at 15 and found work in department stores in Winnipeg and then Toronto. She met her husband, Charles, in Minneapolis three years later. Charles and Margaret were married May 10, 1953, and had eight children. They lived in Minneapolis, Minnesota, then moved to Bryant, South Dakota, then to Ida Grove, Iowa. Margaret worked in restaurants as a waitress, as a dispatcher for the Ida County Sheriff's Department, owned and operated a carpet cleaning business, and volunteered as a paramedic. No shortage of work. She completed a degree at Buena Vista University in her 50s and worked as an, a an AFLAC insurance agent until retirement. Margaret loved spending time with her grandchildren. In her leisure time, she enjoyed reading, quilting, knitting, or crocheting. As a member of St. Paul Lutheran Church in Ida Grove, she found comfort and hope in the love of Jesus. Margaret passed away, passed peacefully at Audible Specialty Care, November 4th, 2018, from complications associated with dementia. She had been blessed with 83 years of life. In addition to her parents, Margaret was preceded in death by her husband, Charles, three of her daughters, Carol, Karen, and Joyce, her son, Brian, and her brother, Peter. She is survived by three of her sons, David, James, and Dale, one daughter, Della, 14 grandchildren, 20 great-grandchildren, two great-great-grandchildren, two sisters, Irene McLennan and Patsy Barker, and brother, Charlie Brown. The text for the meditation for today is actually going to be taking a variety of verses. And... As I start, as I was thinking about this, one thing I have to say up front and it, is that I did not get to know Margaret very well. And I, had been, I have been here since February of 2017, is when I came here. And me and Pastor Salcedo, every, every month, one, we kind of inter, interchanged, we'd visit Margaret at the, at the nursing home over in Oldeboldt. We'd pray with her read scripture with her, say a devotion, and, but as her dementia was severe, not a lot of conversations were had. Now for me as a pastor, that can be challenging, but as a family, I know that had to be very, very difficult. This woman that you grew up with, that you've known your entire life, who, who gave you lessons, who taught you, raised you, inspired you. I imagine it had to be incredibly inspiring to have a woman in her 50s go back to college, to Buena Vista, which means a, 
wasn't even a cheap, didn't even pick a cheap school. So, um, didn't go to DMAC or something. But, and from, so which son was it that she inspired to go back to college? Okay, so, because I was told that was, I was told that, that inspired, that all of a sudden life gave a change your trajectory in life and she inspired you to go back to school. But in the last few years, you have faced that reality that that person that you so like to talk to, she's there, but you couldn't talk. You, or you couldn't have a conversation. That is the harshness of the law. That is sin, the effects of sin that was brought, not a specific sin, but the sin that Adam and Eve introduced into this world. As I talked this, past sun, this last Sunday, we had... We celebrated All Saints Day. And as I began that sermon, I had mentioned about the fact, talked about the fact that God created the world very good. But the world isn't very good anymore. And right this day, you are seeing the consequence of it. The consequence of sin. And so the thing is, so where do we look for for the comfort? Normally, what I would do is I talk about how great faith conversations, or I would talk about when I've been able to commune, Margaret. Now, Pastor Salcedo could tell that. He was, he's been here a little bit longer. He's a, you could tell he's got a little bit less hair. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but anyways, but I could talk about that, but that's not reality for me. When you look, we have a sheet where we list, we keep track of everyone we visit. And she was the one that every month we had to put W, I'd have to put WV because it was a visit, not able to commune. So this is where, but the hope has been littered all throughout today's service. The very beginning, right after this, right after the hymn, you heard Pastor Salcedo say, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. If you're looking at a hymnal, right above it, it says, the sign of the cross may be made by all in remembrance of their baptism. See, the words, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, these are, the, these are taken from Matthew 28, 19, and 20, where Jesus said to his disciples, Go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And lo, I am with you always to the end of the age. Then immediately after that, you heard these words. These are taken from Romans chapter 6. In holy baptism, Margaret Walker, and I like that in our liturgy we personalize, I give that specific name was clothed with the robe of Christ's righteousness that covered all her sin. St. Paul says, Do you not know that all of us who've been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We are buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Again, a little bit ago, Right before the Apostles' Creed, you heard these words. 
God has made his, us his people through our baptism into Christ, living together in trust and hope we confess our faith. See, when you were baptized, your mother, your parents, spoke for you. Margaret and Charles spoke on your behalf. The pastor would ask, do you believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth? And they'd say, I do. Then again, they'd ask, do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, etc., etc.? And again, they'd say, I do. And again, they'd ask, do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Christian church, the communion of saints, etc., etc.? And again, I do. In a little bit, you're going to hear these words. Grant that all who have been baptized into Christ's death and resurrection may die to sin and rise to newness of life, and so o pass with him through the gate of death and the grave to our joyful resurrection. Are you hearing a theme yet? Baptism. Baptism. You're, I was told about this, about the fact that Margaret loves children and that she she always loved holding children loved her grandchildren and as her dementia began to set in she would just pick up children but I was told that just with, with less inhibition and this is where this passage kind of comes to mind it's Mark chapter 10 it's, this is, it says and they were bringing children to Jesus that he might touch them. And the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw it, he was indignant and said to them, Let the children come to me. Do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And he took him in his arms and blessed them laying his hands on them. I thought that kind of fit well. Because, you know, he talks about us that we have to have the faith of a child. Now, we have a couple children right here. We have, a, we have one baby. What's the name of the baby? Brayden. Huh? Brayden and Hunter. Bray oh, I see two. I didn't see the second. All right. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go out on a limb that you've never come home and seen either baby cooking a steak. Just grilling it up and helping themselves. Okay. Probably not. Not walking to work, walking to school. Pretty much, a baby needs help with everything. That was the point of Jesus' message. See, the reality is that we so easily forget this. We, are so, we become so utterly self-dependent upon what we have done, what we will do, we don't, we forget how utterly dependent we are on Christ. See, Margaret, when she was brought to the baptismal font, that's it's normally over there, that's why I pointed that way. But when she was brought to that baptismal font, when she was a baby, she was brought there. And the words were said, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. When she was absolutely helpless to do anything for herself, 
She received the fullness of God's grace. She was robed in Christ's righteousness. She received eternal life. In fact, if, if over the last couple, several weeks, we have, had, we have qu- had quite a few funerals in this congregation. In fact, our, the, funeral, from the funeral home um, person, he had, he had actually mentioned that he had seen many, he, he noticed all the fresh graves in our area. Well, when we've had, when we've had funerals on this casket, we would lay a white cloth, known as a funeral pall. That's why we have pall bearers, because they bear the pall. And so the reason why that white cloth was put upon it was to symbolize that the person that is in the casket, though their body is there, their spirit is in the presence of Christ, and they are robed in a, they are clothed with a robe of righteousness a robe that they received in baptism. In fact, this, this white robe, is a preview of coming attractions. It's a preview that one day we all will wear, wear that robe, and as just as Margaret is. She is fully realizing it. If you ever read Revelation 7, again, this was from All Saints Day, and it says that there is a, there's a multitude that no one could number, arrayed in white, with roped in white, washed in the blood of the Lamb. Think of that hit song that we just sang a little bit ago. Washed in the blood of the Lamb. They stand before the throne of God where there is no hunger, there is no thirst. There is no scorching heat or, especially appropriate today, blistering cold. There is none of that. There's no tears. See, when Mark, see the thing is in baptism, remember Jesus says, baptize in the name of the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit, and lo, I am with you always to the end of the age. From her baptism, Jesus was with Margaret every step of the way. He was with her every single day. He is with her now looking at her smiling on her and she who for many months could not <clears throat> could not hold a conversation for many years struggled today she is singing songs that no mortal ear has ever heard the most beautiful of music she hears it she sings it she interacts with it because I know that even in those moments when I would visit her, that there was, she still knew. There would be little moments when we're praying the Lord's Prayer, that old traditional words that we hear over and over, you'd see just some small reaction. Pastor Salcedo has told me about times where she would grasp just a little bit tighter the faith that she received in her baptism, it never went away. Christ is always there. And she is now with Charles, with her children that have passed. So your brothers, your sisters, she is with them, risen, strong. But here's the thing, but here's something even cooler. So in the Bible, it always tells us that the people, that a person goes to sleep. 
Never says that a Christian, ever, Christian does not die according to the Bible. Physically, yes, we die. Biologically, yes, we die. But really, it's not really death. Like I said, at the cemetery, it's a giant slumber party. It is a very, it is exceedingly long nap. Because while the soul of Margaret is in the presence of Jesus, the day still is coming that Jesus is going to walk through that grave. And because of what he did on the cross, suffering and dying for Margaret, for you, for all of his children, because he rose from the dead, he is going to walk through that grave and he's going to say, Margaret, Charles, who both, if you didn't notice, they were both there in, with the urns out at the cemetery. He's going to say to them, get up, wake up. Kind of like the end of a slumber party. It's time to go to Chuck E. Cheese. Except for you're going to go to much better than Chuck E. Cheese. You're going to go to the everlasting banquet where there's plenty of food, plenty of celebration. The bodies will rise and it'll be strong and mighty. And if she wants to, she could do a backflip. That is how awesome the resurrection is. That is what was sealed in baptism. That was carried to her last moments on this earth and will carry to her to the day that she rises on this same earth. In Jesus' name, amen. The grace, peace, and mercy of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, keep you in the one true faith to life everlasting. Amen. Please stand.